Good morning. How are you today? Awesome. Thanks so much for being here. My name is Heidi Bybee. I'm the Next Generation Pastor here at Fountain Springs. And I'd like to welcome our students to come join me on stage. The Fountain Springs Next Generation Department has the privilege to pour into kids from infancy all the way through high school. We also have the opportunity to partner with parents just to grow kids in their relationship with Christ, in their confidence, in their friendships. It's just such, such a privilege to be a part of. And so you've seen that we love to worship. You've seen that we love to have fun and play games. We also love to learn about God. One of the ways we do that is in our small group time. So every Wednesday, we have a great time getting together, playing games. We also have a a small sermon, a sermonette. And then after that time, we meet with our small group leaders and we talk about the sermon. Um, We ask questions. We just pour into each other, encourage one another, hold each other accountable, and we pray for each other. And so we're just going to show you a little snippet of what that would look like. And uh, so these students have have volunteered to be here, join me today, and to be brave and just share some of their hearts with you. So, so please welcome them. I'm going to put on my old lady glasses. So. <laughs> Um, I think we'll just start on that end, and if you could just uh, grab the mic and, and say your name, and you just have to say your name, that's it. We'll make it simple, huh? <laughs> Hello, my name is Alden. My name's Taylor. Hi, I'm Joe. I'm Ava. I'm Kylan. I'm Claire. I'm Paige. Hi, I'm Jack. All right, thanks, guys. Well, during this past summer, um, one of the things we learned about is Saul, um, also then later named as Paul, and uh, just kind of the the transformation he went through in his life, Uh, starting out as someone who actually uh, just overlooked the stoning of Stephen and and gave approval of that to someone who had a mighty transformation, became a Christ follower, and uh, one that spread the gospel all over. Uh, so we just talked about that, and uh, we also learned about a, a church that had paintings on the walls and on the ceiling called frescoes. And these just showed different aspects of Paul's life. And so we, as talking with the students, we talked about just what those frescoes might look like if, if you had frescoes be somewhat kind of like an Instagram feed, I guess, (laughs) frescoes of your life painted on a church, um, how that might look. So what do you think, guys? (laughs) Uh, Mine would be a lot of eating, sleeping, and drawing, I think. Solid. I want people to see that when I'm like reading or even when I'm just at school that I was reflecting Christ. Mm, awesome. Thanks, Taylor. Yeah. So um, all of our lives look different. We talked about how there's messy aspects of it and then there's just like those transformation moments where we had those aha moments where the Holy Spirit really spoke to us and um, just had a great time of sharing with that. Um, has there been an area of your life where you just feel like, you had a transformation, like Paul did, where there was something that you're struggling with and then God just transformed you. This is where he really does. 
So, <laughs> so a while back, we had to move from North Dakota to here. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was so angry with my parents. I was thinking, why do we have to move? I love my friends. I love our church here. I don't need to move. Um, but after being here for six-ish years, I see that God wanted me to meet some of my new friends and not have to worry about those people, but I'm getting to grow in new ways I would have never thought I could have grown and never got to be a part of this group that I have today if it wasn't for me having to move. Awesome, Taylor. That's great. So sometimes we've talked about how we have frescoes in our life of things that really we have trouble letting go of. Um, If there's a fresco that would be painted of a, a portion of your life, where things, there's things that maybe you're not so proud of or you keep looking back to those things and they keep distracting you from moving forward in Christ and, and even believing what Christ can do in you moving forward because you just keep looking backwards. So uh, what would you say to anyone in this room uh, who maybe has some frescoes they're not proud of? How would you encourage them to move forward? Yeah, Paige? So frescoes... They're made out of a bunch of small pictures, not one big picture. So what are the chances that someone's going to look at the one tiny mistake you made in this giant picture of your life? Mm. So basically, you just got to look at this, at this giant, like, beautiful painting of your life and ignore the tiny little mistakes here and there. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I would also, I would tell someone that your mistakes, they don't define who you are. If anything, they define you as a person, and usually the mistakes that you have made, they, they make you stronger, and I get, you get to realize who you are as a person and with Christ, too. Yeah, his, his grace. We always feel like we have to earn grace. It's a free gift. <laughs> and going back to Paul, it wasn't going to be easy for Paul to go from being a murderer of Christians to a Christian. He had to work really hard to get people's respect and to get people to trust him and be okay with him around. So you might have made this mistake, but he worked really hard to fix it. It won't be easy, but it's there and you can fix it. Mm-hmm. We talked about a quilt, too. Have you ever seen the back of a a quilt before? There's that nice covering put on the back of it, that layer. You just see all the threads and all the pieces. But then how it looks in the the front is just that masterpiece that God's used all those threads and all those tough times of of stitching your life back up to make this beautiful quilt on the front and that that's what our lives can exemplify. Yeah, thank you, students. Um, Just... Just to add to that, Romans 3, 23 through 25, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. What do you want your future frescoes to look like? Um, I want people to see that I could overcome uh, my mistakes and bad decisions and I want them to see like at the end of my life that I died knowing God and knowing that he will always be there for me and my family awesome thank you Eva. and um what one thing that I don't want my fresco uh my frescoes to look like is um it, uh when, when I come to heaven and, and I see Jesus, I would just hate if he were to come up to me and he said, good job, you're here. 
but I had so much more for you. Mm. So. I want it to be like one of those really exciting movies that they're like, what she's going to do? What she's going to do? Like, <laughs> just so that they're, I want them to see my life and look at it and think, if I would have done that, or that's one way I could look at this and have a new perspective on the way they're living their lives. Mm, that's great. We also talked about some parables, and one was about the unforgiving servant, a servant who was forgiven of his debt, but then he went to go collect a debt from someone else, and he was not kind. Uh, so uh, we talked about how, how God gives us this forgiveness and this grace and how we need to extend that to other people and how forgiveness can be so tough. <laughs> how many times should we forgive? Seven times? No, 70 times seven. It's just we keep forgiving. That doesn't mean that we don't set up healthy boundaries in our life, but we have a heart of forgiveness. So we had really great discussion about that, um, about that parable. Why do you think it's important for us to forgive? Paige? I think it's important for us to forgive because... Um, whenever we don't forgive, that's added weight on our shoulders because of somebody else. And, and when we don't forgive them, they have a sense of control over us because we keep, because we keep thinking about, because we keep thinking about what they did and then we keep letting it weigh us down more and more. So if we forgive them, that weight gets taken off our shoulders and yeah. Yeah. Freedom. Good. Yeah, I believe it was um, Pastor Chris Hodges, I think, I want to check on that. But I think it was uh, Pastor Chris Hodges who said that um, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Oh. So in the end, um, unforgiveness is not going to hurt that other person as much as it's going to hurt you. Like Paige said, it's just another weight on your shoulders that you have to deal with. Would you just like to continue preaching at this point? Because that was, <laughs> I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. And going to the other person's side of things, if you're not willing to forgive them, then they also have to worry about, what if I offend them again? What am I doing wrong here? Why are they mad at me? So if we forgive, then we're letting both sides know that it's okay. I do forgive you, and I do want you to stay in my life. Don't just leave because we made this mistake. Awesome. You don't even have to let them stay in your life or be friends with them after you forgive them. You can be like, I forgive you, but I can't be around you. Still takes the weight off your shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to try some healthy boundaries sometimes. Yeah? Yeah? Still forgive. That's fine. Um... Have you ever struggled with forgiving yourself, though? Sometimes we can, okay, yeah, I get that part, and I will extend forgiveness to others. Um, but sometimes it is very hard to, to just let yourself experience that freedom. We just feel we haven't earned it. We don't deserve it. Uh, wow, what a snare. What a, what a trap that is from allowing Jesus to work through us and to move forward. Um, you know, if that's anyone in this room that struggled with that, uh, that is just putting your feet in quicksand uh, and just staying right there when there's just wonderful places for you to go and move and disciple others and, and to just influence their life for Christ. Um, 
So have you ever struggled with forgiving yourself, students? Yeah? Anybody want to speak on that anymore? Yeah, Ava? Thanks. Definitely siblings, especially that one. (laughs) I know, she causes so much trouble. Um, So talking about the analogy of being in a boat, going to the island and waiting for those better things, if we decide to limit ourselves and since we are our worst persecutors and we're the ones going, oh, you're so dumb or you're so ugly, then when you do that, you are missing out on those things and you can't look and focus on Jesus if you're clouded by your self-pity and your own hatred for yourself. And a big point that we must focus on that we talked about is why must we forgive ourselves and others? The big thing that we really focused on is while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And we can't expect to be forgiven if we don't forgive others. Colossians 1, 13 through 14, he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. We also talked about parable of the talents and uh, how a master had given his servants money to invest and some had invested it and grew it and others hid it away. And we talked about our talents that we have. Um, Are there talents that you find that you have? Yeah, Taylor, you want to start us off? So I, going back to the persecutor, I'm the one always doubting myself. I I don't do that well. I can't do this well. But I hear people say that I have a servant's heart or I I can lead well. And I just tell myself, no, you can't do that. And so then I'm prohibiting myself from growing in my faith. So if I focus on these talents that I'm telling myself, no, you can't do that, then that way I can be able to grow further with God and further in myself. Mm Mm-hmm. I just sing. That's good. <laughs> and you're using that for God, not hiding it away. Sure. Yeah. And I think you, you also might be talented in humor as well. <laughs> Did you have something, Joe? But yeah, that, that leads to another point. Don't deny your talents that, that God has given you. Um, just because Paige can sing, don't get on yourself about, oh, man, I can't sing. I can never worship the Lord. Well, you, you can worship the Lord through administration. You could worship the Lord through, um, through serving, through, through your community, through your church. Um, there, there is a lot of different options, a lot of different talents out there that, that God has, um, that has, has given to you guys. So don't, don't deny those talents. Um, a foot can't be an ear. Um, I work, well, I serve in the preschool here, and I like doing that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You serve well. A lot of these students uh, serve. We've got a student on camera. Hi, Sam. (laughs) These students, um, they, they serve everywhere. It's fantastic. In fact, the kids' ministry is hurting a little bit this morning. Uh, because they hold down so much of it, uh, and they're just pouring into those kids. Yeah, you're great at it, Kylan. Don't want to cut anybody off. Alden, you want to throw something in right here? This is your big moment. <laughs> Alden plays bass, plays it well. He's also part of our student leadership team. Yeah. 
If it involves band, I probably do it. Yep. <laughs> There's been times in your life that you hasn't al- you haven't always used your gift. Yeah. And why? Why didn't you use your gift? Why did you maybe hide it under a rock? Jack. For me, actually, it was one time in sixth grade. I don't want to explain it anymore, but it was in sixth grade in one class. And someone was asked to, to lead the class in something. I don't remember what, but I was like, I could do that. But I thought to myself, I don't, I don't think I'd do so well. I think I'd just go up there and I'd start stuttering. I just couldn't speak. And then and I just didn't, didn't raise my hand to go up there and, and help out. So that was one time I was kind of mad that I didn't help out with the, with the class. You're disappointed with yourself later? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would you say the root of that was, was fear? Like it wouldn't be perfection? Yeah, fear that I was going to mess up and be laughed at and just... Okay. And as we had talked about earlier, our word for the year, to, year is bold. And so if we're in our brain saying, oh, goodness, nope, they're going to laugh at me. Nope, they're going to judge me. They're going to say this or they're going to say, oh, you pronounced that wrong. Then it's going to get to you and you're going to get inside your own head. Maybe they wouldn't say that. Maybe they would have said, hey, that was a good job. Hey, you did well up there. But you don't really know because you're so worried about what Satan is telling you and then that's in your brain. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, we have been doing, we've been studying a lot of things this this. Uh, the semester, the school year. Um, and like you said, bold. Bold is one of the things we've really been focusing on, being bold. Uh, we've studied a lot of characters in the Bible and how they were bold, and we've drawn from that. We've talked about cell phones, social media use. We've talked about uh, quality friendships, having that, that inner nucleus of friends to just be, to be strong and to be people that hold you accountable and to lift you up. And we also talked about what being a good friend looks like. Uh, God's really been moving in students. Uh, this past week, we had a we had a great week, didn't we? <laughs> um, we had. I get emotional. Such a privilege. We had two students come forward to accept Christ for the first time. It was the first time they've ever been. <laughs> God is great. First time they've ever even attended. Came right up to the stage in boldness. Accepted Christ. 25 students rededicated their life to Christ. Five signed up for baptism saying, I want to follow God the rest of the days of my life. And I want everyone to know it. Such a privilege to be around these students. But just such an honor to be where God is working. So from the studies that we've done with all of those that I've mentioned, um, has anything particular really stood out to you or something that made you really want to apply that to life? Something that caught you? So we had, I think, the first or second week, we talked about who your friends are. And we had mentioned that you have your nucleus, you have your cloud, and you have on from there. And it kind of got me thinking, who is in my nucleus? Like, who's my closest friends? The ones I would share everything with. And who are those people that might be a bad person to have around? And so going into that and saying, 
do they help me? Do they build me up? Are they a light for Christ as well? And having to decide to let go of a friend was hard, but it's those kind of things that you have to think on. And uh, thanks to Miss Heidi, I was able to deal with that. Anything else that stood out to you guys from the studies that we've had recently? Ava? Well, um, I guess just how... Well, just reading the Bible about boldness, how mm-hmm. the people in the stories, they just, they just, they had nothing, or they didn't know if they were going to live to see another day, but they still just trusted God with all their heart, and trusted that even if it doesn't go good, God is good, and he'll help them through it. Beautiful, thank you. Anybody else? Um, we have some amazing youth leaders, um, some volunteers that, that I mentioned before that uh, serve the students and are just there for them uh, every Wednesday night. We have found that they are like the fun squad of Fountain Springs. <laughs> they are so much fun. In fact, we have a video to show you, so let's take a look at what they might do on a typical Wednesday night. <laughs> If you're a student's leader and you're in the room, will you just raise your hand? I know we've got Danielle. We've got some right over here. <laughs> Thanks for what you do. So this is, this is a part that we really had fun talking about. So think back. Some of you have been in students for a while. Tell me about, some of, um, tell me about the difference that your, your student leaders have made in your life and how they've impacted you. Ava? Oh, well, um, Don gives us snacks, but, <laughs> <laughs> but she's a very 
light-hearted person. She just finds joy in like everything, and so she teaches our group to just like not let things get you down. And like this this lady, she she still works construction, and I'm slightly scared of her because of that. <laughs> but she's she's so great. <laughs> so my group leader, she's right over there. Hi, Danielle. So. Claire and I, we've been with Danielle since the sixth grade. Um, the reason that I signed up for her group was because someone told me that she brings food every week. Um, <laughs> she does bring food every week. It's good. Um, but, but I think that I've liked sticking with Danielle because she's, cause she doesn't judge anybody. She's very accepting of everybody. She, uh, if she, she's, will, she's willing to take... To t- take the time out of her day to, to plan something with you and sit down with you if you need to talk or if you just want to hang out. And yeah, love you, Danielle. So what you want to know is if you become a leader, bring food. That's the way to our hearts, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, but one thing I learned was like just walking into youth group and I didn't always resonate with everyone in my group but Bailey, my leader, was there, and she was like, hey, how was your week? And I'd be like, good, I saw you at the cookie place, yeah. And so it was just a, such a fun talk, and even if no one else acknowledged you, she was always there to say, are you doing all right? Okay, and like, just how close she got with you and how much she knew you and realized that uh, you are a person, you are here, and I'm acknowledging you, it just always felt so good, or feels so good. Yeah, yeah. To add on with what Paige is saying, uh, I appreciate Danielle as a leader, uh, and I value the conversations we have in our group. We, we have some of the most ridiculous conversations, and then we also have the serious conversations where she's like, okay, open your Bibles up. You know, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to read some scripture. We're going to answer our questions. But I just... I appreciate all that she has done for all the girls in our group and just the relationships that I have made in our small group. Uh, I cherish those with all my heart. So yeah, thank you. I love you. Uh, my leader, Brian, right over here. <laughs> uh, so when, we, when I first had him, he had a big group of like 13-year-old boys, and we were a bad group of kids. We would, like, (laughs) we would interrupt him every day. We would just not listen to him. And then as years went on, we decided to respect him more and more, partially because he's an online cop, but we also started to respect him um, just as a man because he'd lead us through Christ every week and just he'd open our eyes and we'd have amazing conversations. So thank you, Brian. Made him want to quit. Anybody else? Okay. We've had some fun events um, this past summer and as the school year has started. And uh, I just want to show you a highlight reel of what someone might experience at FS students.
Parents, if you have a middle schooler or a high schooler and you want to get involved in FS students, we have cards here um, at the front of the stage that we'll be passing out at the end of the service. There's also some back at the Next Steps table. We would love to get to know your student and to partner with you and just pouring into your student, into your child, and helping them to grow a relationship with Christ. Also, if you have felt a nudge um, from the Lord this morning that you'd like to get involved in the next-gen ministry, we do need your help. So uh, we've got these students here that just love to have someone pour into them. But also, uh, we've got you know infants through fifth grade. We could use your help in pouring into them every week as well. Um, for one volunteer that would serve, for say, in the, the preschool room, uh, eight more kids can come and be a part, can come and attend and their families can go to service. It makes a big difference in the ratios if someone were to serve. So I just urge you to serve, especially if your kids are in that ministry. Serve where your kids are. You get to know the other families. You get to know the other kids they're hanging out with. And as they get older into this age, it is lovely to know who they're hanging out with. <laughs> Very helpful. So uh, please join me in just applauding our students again for all that they've done today. Your support is overwhelming. Thank you. Thank you. If you would just extend your hand towards these students. You know, we did child dedication last week, and here we are towards the ones that will, will be fly in the nest in a few years or in a year. <laughs> and we just want to pray over them, okay? They are part of our family. So please extend your hand towards these students. Students, be ready to receive. Lord, thank you for how you are moving. Lord, we're saying how you never stop working. Even when we don't see it, we don't feel it, you're working. And these students, they know that. They know faith without sight is no faith at all. And Lord, we just pray that you continue to pour your spirit into these students and into the next-gen ministry here at Fountain Springs. We pray that all the people in this room would be pouring into these students, that they would just dedicate to praying for these students on a weekly basis, Lord. We are family in this room. And I pray that you move us to treat each other more and more that way. Even if we don't know each other's name, we don't know what each other does for a living, where we live, we still are family. We are bonded by you and your love. So Lord, we just pray your blessing over these students today and over the entire Next Gen ministry. Help us to be good examples towards them. Help us to step up when, when they need us. Help us to just be in their back corner at all times. In your awesome name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Pastor Chris.